from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Welcome into Sports on Afternoon at 99.9 The Fan. I'm Chris Lee. That's my main man over there, Dennis Jamel Cox. Or just Dennis Cox for sure. No, no, you got to keep the middle name. Keep, okay, Dennis Jamel Cox. There it is. We you have gave the top. Me that name. I, I gave you that name, you know? Um, and your grandmother got mad at me. She did. She legit I did it on Facebook. I called him that, Dennis Jamel Cox on Facebook, and his grandmother got mad at me. But we're not talking about that right now. we got to talk about the top three stories because, man, it was an eventful weekend in the world of sports, especially for those of us in the state of North Carolina. Um, Shout-outs to the Carolina Hurricanes for getting it done in six games, beating the Islanders on Saturday, uh, on Friday night, excuse me, mm-hmm. saved us from doing a game seven at PNC Arena yesterday. Yeah, right? saved me from more time away from moving my apartment as well. <laughs> yeah, you've had an eventful weekend. It's I, been you've you've terrible. had the weekend that nobody wants to have. But I'm still here, Chris. You're Unlike still here. the Boston Bruins. Unlike the Boston Bruins tears. who are out. We will be talking about that coming up as well. But top three stories. First one tonight, Rangers-Devils game seven. We now know that game one between the winner of that series and the Carolina Hurricanes beginning at PNC Arena will start on Wednesday. Game time to be determined. So people that are tweeting at me what time is the game, we don't know. <laughs> we don't know. I'm really hoping it's a 7 o'clock. I don't like those 8 o'clock starts. Oh, I think we're getting the 8 o'clock. You think we're going to get the 8 o'clock? I hate the 8 o'clock why starts. Not? You know, for, for television purposes, like when I'm at WRAL, yeah. for television purposes, like everything gets done faster and we can bring you the best reports if we start at 7 o'clock. But nope. anyway. It's not about you, Chris. It's, it's not about me. But... It is about the fans, and there's uh, the fans are really happy that the Boston Bruins are out. As a matter of fact, let's check out this call right here from Jack Edwards as the Bruins lost in OT, and their season is over right now. Verhage wins the series for Florida, and this joyride ends in a Hindenburg-like ending. That sounded like me when I didn't know what I was going to say when I'm going to play. Well, play here's ball. the thing. Jack Edwards calling games for the Bruins and Nesson. He probably didn't expect to have that call either. No. I mean, the Bruins were up by a three to two score with one minute left in the game. Right. And guess what? You blew it. You well, they, blew it, Bruins, they were and also, that's fine. They were also down two to nothing, and then they stormed back. So it, they looked yeah. like they had the game in hand, all the momentum, and then, of course, uh, as you said, uh, the Florida Panthers tied up in the last minute of regulation to take it into overtime, and then, of course, the Bruins losing overtime. I would like to say this. I'd like to give a shout-out to the Carolina Hurricanes, not just for beating the Islanders on Friday. Yeah. But I'd like to say, you know what? This is the second straight year the Hurricanes have beat the Bruins in the playoffs. And I'll explain why. <laughs> I'll explain why. The reason why the Bruins were facing the Panthers in the playoffs is because the Hurricanes beat them on the final game of the regular season, put the Panthers as the second wild card team. They had to play the Bruins. Yes. So guess what? You're welcome. There we go. So there yes, we go. Shout outs to the Canes. There we go. Shout outs to the Canes, Panthers, the Bruins. And the Islanders already. They're the only team this postseason to have beaten two teams. Panthers, uh, we we did something great for you, so just make sure you're thankful. Uh, let's also talk about this. Paul Stasny, he was the uh, the hero for Game Six for the Carolina mm-hmm. Hurricanes in that game. He's uh, new to the Panth- to the Hurricanes, excuse me, this year, and of course he's had to have a new role. He's basically kind of like the 
the background guy, the guy who's going to be doing the, the dirty work, the scrum work. He's yeah. used to being the guy who's um, scoring a lot. But he had a big-time score when he made the final uh, uh, goal to win in overtime to finally mm-hmm. eliminate the New York Islanders from the playoffs. As a matter of fact, that's yeah. happened before in his family. Oh, his father, on. Peter Stasny, in 1987, eliminated the Montreal Canadiens for the Hartford Whalers oh, okay. in an overtime game when he scored a goal to eliminate. So that is the first father-son duo in the NHL to eliminate an opponent with an overtime playoff goal. And they technically did it for the same organization. Now, technically, Whalers, they did do it for the same Whalers franchise. and the Carolina Hurricanes. Shouts to the Stastny family for that. Let's go. By the way, also, real quick, Sebastian Ajo is that dude. He is. He is that dude. Absolutely. Because when the team needed a goal on Friday, when they were down one nothing in the middle of the third period, who was right there banging in a rebound at the front of the net? Absolutely. Sebastian Ajo. Sebastian Ajo. The good Sebastian Yeah, Ajo. the only one that actually matters, not the one that plays for the New York Islanders. Seven points, four goals, three assists for Ajo in this series. He's got, I think, another couple years or one year left on his contract. I think after this year, I can't remember off the top of my head. Put a blank check in front of that guy. Please. Absolutely. Put a blank check Absolutely. in front of that guy. We can only sign an eight-year extension because that's all the NHL allows. Let us know how much money you need, sir. 100. Um, Start a GoFundMe if we have Let's to. Let's hope that we get that done soon, quick, and in a hurry. Let's talk about this. The second biggest thing happening is the Carolina Her- Panthers, excuse me, they finished their NFL draft over the weekend. Of course, the big name was from Thursday night, Bryce Young going number one overall. So we have the quarterback of the future. Okay. And then in the second round, Jonathan Mingo, wide receiver out of Ole Miss. Looks like a bigger version of. DJ Moore. Yeah. Can't quite expect DJ Moore so early on, but, man, this seems like a good pickup. Here's the only head-scratcher I have uh, from the draft for the Carolina Panthers. All right. In the third round, they moved up and traded away their fourth-round pick uh, to the Pittsburgh Steelers to go get DJ Johnson. He's an edge rusher out of Oregon. A lot of folks feel like he probably should have been available in the fourth round. Panthers may not have had to move up to go get him. And also, he's going to be a project. And he's okay. 25 years old. A project oh, old at 25 years old? Hmm. That's a little bit of a head scratcher. But then let's move on. Chandler Zavala from NC State, an offensive guard. That was a great pickup. Him and Iki Iquanu uh, are back together. And then, of course, Jamie Robinson in the fifth-round safety out of Florida State. Overall, I feel like the Carolina Panthers had a pretty good draft. We're going to give them grades later on in okay, the show. Okay, I was about to say, I want to know your grades at some point a little bit later on because I have some thoughts on this. <laughs> Go ahead. I really do. Start, I, I, start cooking. No, I just think the fact that you had such limited picks, you only had six going in because you traded so many in order to move up to get number one. I understand that. But you have no first-round pick next year, and you don't have a second-round pick in 2025. Draft capital is at a premium for you. The fact that you yeah. moved up, to take DJ Johnson, that edge rusher out of Oregon, like you said, is a project that probably would have been there at the third-round pick you already had or even one of the two fourth-round picks that right, you had. Right, Why? Right. That's a failure on my end. And that extra fourth-round pick that you gave away to the Steelers could have also helped you out with the linebacking core, right? Oh, you because- know who Pittsburgh took? In that position? Who? They took a, a linebacker. A linebacker. That yeah. could have gone to the Carolina Panthers because you have Shaq Thompson who reworked his contract so he could come back this year, stay mm-hmm. under the, the cap because otherwise he would have gotten cut. 
This may be his last year with the Panthers. Who knows? Yeah. Frankie Louvu, this is the last year of his contract. Could be the last year with the Panthers for him. Who knows? After that, who do you have? You don't have anybody. Mm-hmm. There's two other guys that's there, but nobody who really made an impact last year. So you need to start building for the future when it comes to, to the linebacker position. That was part of the head-scratcher for me for the Carolina uh, Panthers, but we'll talk about our grades later on. The final thing, uh, as far as our big stories coming out of the weekend, all of the local guys, yeah. Dennis, who got drafted. A lot of them. We already talked about one, Chandler Zavala from NC State, uh, because he went to the Carolina Panthers. But so many, why don't you go down the list of some of the guys? All right, so we're looking at Chandler Zavala that you mentioned got drafted. Josh Downs goes to the Colts. Keon White, local here to Raleigh, mm-hmm. went to Garner High School, drafted in the second round of the New England Patriots. Hendon Hooker from Greensboro goes to the Lions. K.J. Henry, also from the Greensboro area, to the Commanders. Asim Richards from UNC drafted. Antoine Green drafted. Uh, Raymond Vahosik, all three guys from North Carolina drafted. But several guys signing undrafted free agent contracts, like Thayer Thomas of the Vikings, his brother Drake Thomas of the Raiders, Isaiah Moore to the Chiefs. Keaton Mitchell goes to the Ravens from East Carolina. So a lot of guys that were taken, uh, either signed with teams or drafted, that have relations relations to the state of North Carolina. <laughs> they can have relations. Sure, we can go they with that. They can have relations. Exactly. agency relations to the state of North Carolina. <laughs> That's what they have. But they're all associated to the state of North Carolina, which is great to see. Yeah, uh, we'll talk about more of this throughout the show and uh, and kind of break down for it. I know we threw a lot of names at you in a very short amount of time, but don't worry. We're going to spend some more time on this and give a big-time shout-out to those guys mm-hmm. who have made their dreams come true. Now where does it go from here? You will hear that. Are you ready for the big game? At The Designery, we can help you arrange your kitchen in the perfect way to feed everyone coming over for the big game. I'm Dana Merrill, the owner of The Designery in North Raleigh. And I am True Merrill. The Designery Grand Opening, we're scheduled to open May 16th and do our grand opening party then. We're going to be catering some food. We're doing some giveaways. We have a VR headset, an Echo Show, some kitchen gadgets, and some fancy knives. 12 to 2 p.m. Please stop by our showroom, 3030 Wake Forest Road. That's The Designery at thedesignery.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's been three very different off-seasons for teams in the triangle when it comes to men's college basketball. NC State, UNC have had a lot of players come in and out of the portal, but Duke has not. This is why we're going to go to Pat Welter joining us here on the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline, joining Chris Lee and I here on 99.9 The Fan. Now, Pat, tell us why. UNC basketball has had the best offseason so far. Hubert Davis steadied the ship, which uh, wins him the award right there. I mean, sure, Duke Hmm. is bringing all these guys back. They have this amazing recruiting class. But think about where UNC was when the season ended. The sky was falling. This was one of the biggest stories in the nation of this team going to the national championship, missing the NC tournament the next year. They lose six guys transferring out, including Caleb Love. But now Hubert Davis has brought in this class of a team that really seems to fit with Harrison Ingram, a small forward out of Stanford, Cormac Ryan, finally a guy that can shoot. Jalen Withers, a six foot nine 
uh, forward as well. I really like the pieces here, as well as RJ Davis and uh, Armando Bacow coming back, which you can't take that for granted either. So I like this new mix of experience and guys that we know and new guys that we're about to find out what they can do. All right. That's UNC's case. Before I get to Duke, Chris, I want to hear your case why NC State has had the best offseason. Yeah, NC State has had the best offseason far and away. Like, it's not even close when you compare it to North Carolina and Duke. And because here's why. North Carolina and Duke have been getting some of the top recruits uh, every year over the last few seasons for, for almost forever, for like the last 30 years for those teams. NC State has had some bad luck recently, right? Like, if you think about how Kevin Keats came in and he has to be the one to pay for some of the NCAA violations that happened before him. He didn't have access to all of his scholarships. He'd have big-time five stars that will say, hey, yes, I'm coming to NC State, and then last minute say, actually, I'm going to the NBA draft. He's had a lot of bad hands dealt to him. So what he's done is taken the uh, transfer portal and just completely remade his teams. This team from last year, we didn't expect that with Jarkel Joyner, with DJ Burns, and Dushan Mahorshich. But then you have Dushan Mahorshich gone, Jarkel Joyner out of eligibility, he's gone. This year you add in Muhammad Diara from Missouri, MJ Rice, a former five-star uh, from North Carolina, from Kansas. Ben Middlebrooks from Clemson lit up NC State. They saw him firsthand over the season. DJ Horn and Jaden Taylor, those guys coming in, plus the two big-time freshmen you have coming in from NC State. I'm sorry, but Keats is Chef Boyar Keats because he is cooking this offseason, bringing in so many right. great recruits, and he has the eighth-best transfer class coming in in the nation. These are experienced guys who want to play within their roles, who will have a big-time impact on the NC State Wolfpack this upcoming season. There's a chance that NC State is probably the best team in the triangle next year. Okay, Great arguments by the both of you, but I'm going to tell you why you're both wrong right now. No. Okay, because okay. Duke has had the best offseason. So, Pat Welter, to your point about Hubert Davis riding the ship, well, what's been the most steady ship of the teams <laughs> in the triangle? It's been Duke this whole time. Guess amongst all big-time college basketball programs in the country, only two have not had players go into the transfer portal, UCLA and Duke. Talk about a model of consistency. That's exactly what John Steyer has going on right now over in Durham. Kyle Filipowski could have gone to the NBA, coming back. Tyrese Proctor could have gone to the NBA, coming back. Yes, Mackenzie Mbako decides, you know what, I'm going to go take my talents and maybe do another school. You still got four five-star recruits coming in, and you don't have to worry about guys coming in and out of the transfer portal. You didn't have to go transfer portal diving in order just to fill your roster. He can go and pick <laughs> one or two guys just to go ahead and supplement what he already is having coming in, and he's building his program from the inside out, not the outside in. He's going to be the model of consistency as John Shire as a coaching staff and his coaching staff. So, yeah, Duke by far has had the best offseason of any of the teams hmm. here at the Triangle, and it ain't even close. It ain't even close. All right, Pat, you heard NC State argument from Chris. Why is Chris wrong? <laughs> well, I mean, he might be Chef Boyar Keats. But is he going to be making delicious chicken parm, or is it going to be kind of that slimy SpaghettiO type deal that we used to eat in <laughs> elementary school? That uh, if it wasn't piping hot, 
kind of tastes disgusting. I don't know. And that's kind of the question. That's the thing with the transfer portal. We see the stars next to the names, but do we really know how good these guys are? And maybe there's a reason they left some of these schools. Now, Keats did it once. Last year, he seemed to hit on every single one of his transfers. That gives you faith he could do it again. But as a little bit of a gambler myself, I know you're not going to hit every single time. It seems difficult to re repeat. Although I will say, I was uh, on the facility when uh, the, the transfer from Missouri was there, getting a little tour of the action and he rode in keats uh land rover tricked out matte black with some red finishes that could win it for keats i'm not trying to drill holes in my own argument but uh, <laughs> you know you sway, that might sway me by myself if i'm a recruit well here's the thing you talked about what keats is going to be cooking up don't worry about that because they're going to have a lot of ice cream after games if you know kevin keats if he wins he wants that ice cream. They're going to have a lot of ice cream next year. Yeah, with that non-conference schedule they always have, of course they're going to have a lot of ice cream. Let's be real. Let's be honest. But you know what? I'm actually, before Chris, before you poke holes at my Duke argument, I'm just going to say this to Pat real fast. If any of the three teams here in the triangle, UNC has had the worst offseason out of all of them. I'm going to tell Ooh. you exactly why. Ooh. You have six dudes going to the portal. You know why? There's a reason. It's because no one wants to be there. There's a reason why these guys that you recruited, these big-time guys like Dontre Styles, are like, nah, peace. I'd much rather get out of here than try and stick things out. No, people want to leave North Carolina right now. No one wants to go there. People are trying to get out. Yeah, I get they have a couple of recruits, some high-end guys coming in maybe this year and next year as well. I understand that. But the guys that are in that program right now, they want to leave. And that just, to me, goes a shine of instability. Dude, just goes to show the instability that's going on right Dennis. now. You, you want to talk about riding the ship, Pat? Come on, that thing is a that's, a that's a ship in the wind. How quickly will you forget? Uh, where did uh, how far did NC State get in a tournament last year? How far did Duke? I know that you. Oh, I'm sorry. Where were they? Great, but this is the team that was in the national championship just a year ago. How quickly we forget what things can look like in Chapel Hill when it's done right and when the pieces fit. That is the key thing. This year, there was a lot of competing egos, competing uh, agendas. Now with this new group in the mix, I think Hubert Davis can get the fit right again. Can I pile on to Pat sure, really quick? absolutely. That, like, you had a lot of great points right there against mm -hmm. Pat's argument, but here's the thing for me. In one year, we see the identity of what Duke is with John Shire. Two years under Hubert Davis, I don't know what the identity is. I don't know what they're supposed to be. I don't know how uh, Cormac Ryan and, and the kid from Brown and all the other Jalen Wood, I don't know what they're supposed to be for North Carolina next year because I'm just not sure what he wants his team to be. This is going to be his third season. We're, we're going to see what happens. But, man, I, I'm just not sure. That will be one of the reasons why. And – a lot of the names just aren't splashy enough for me. Like, I'm hearing these guys like, okay, Cormac Ryan, okay, cool. He was one of the better players on Notre Dame's team, right? What did Notre Dame do this past year? Not much. They got their coach fired. Oh, I'm no, he, no, he oh, said I'm he sorry. was leaving. I'm sorry. He said he's stepping away. But, he said he's stepping away. But then away. later on he said, actually, I'm going to be back in coaching. He got fired. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me say this quickly about fired. Duke. If you guys remember, you know, we saw what went wrong with UNC this year. It's kind of when the band has too much success. Maybe having everybody back isn't necessarily a good thing at Duke. I know that John Shire was very uh, Wim Hof with his breathing exercises and his <laughs> yoga. But how do we know that's going to work this year when you guys cut coming back, trying to improve their NBA resumes? And then you've got the number two recruiting class of the nation coming in. You can't take that for granted. It worked this year in Duke. There's no guarantee it does again.
Here's what I have to say with Duke when it comes to that. Hmm. Um, we we're, This is supposed to be who had the better off season. Yeah. And I'm thinking about moves and things being made. Duke didn't really have to do much. Exactly. Right? Like, so, I mean. Keep so making my argument I'm for me, I'm not trying Chris. to make your argument, but I'm thinking about if you're going to have a better offseason, that means what kind of moves did you make? If you didn't have to make moves, then you don't necessarily have the best offseason, yeah. if that makes sense. No, that's actually right? no. That's what makes it the best offseason, Chris. You didn't have to go diving into the transfer portal to try and find guys to fill your roster. <laughs> they that's might get, the reason they why. They might get one. They might get okay, one. Okay, one. Congratulations. <laughs> Congratulations. You only had to go get one guy, maybe? Come on. That's exactly the reason why. Well, I think we all know that I won this. So thank okay. you uh, so much, Pat. I'm for sorry. When's the last time State won anything? <laughs> it's all about the starting point. You got to keep that in perspective. You guys had easier arguments. UNC was in the dumpster before this. Now they've gone and, and got people excited again in Chapel Hill. I, I might be getting voted off the island here, but I still think I won. <laughs> hey, just because you fell into the recycle bin doesn't mean you're not dirty anymore, okay? Just because you got out of the dumpster. Be sure to catch Pat on WREL anchoring today. He's got something at 4 o'clock, 6, 10, and 11. Pat, thank you so much for joining us today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.